what up nation my name is ck i am the founder owner operator of wisetake.com which is a premium daily c fantasy sports community and premium content provider we are designed to help make dfs player, uh, players better now, whether they be new or experienced all different levels we're a community that's designed to help make you a better player at the game of daily fantasy sports however um with the recent shutdowns the quarantines lockdowns there are no traditional sports at least in in america what we consider to be traditional sports there is esports shout out to shout out to uh them uh they got the social distancing thing down on lock right playing on a computer probably don't even need to be next to each other so that works but for the for the rest of us for the other main sports without sports our business is heavily dependent on sports so without sports we have no business um so we paused all of our subscriptions we're a subscription-based company and we can't really cry too hard about it because there's other companies that are definitely a lot worse off companies that have higher expenses companies that um are really going to feel this and, and may not recover from this when sports resume theoretically as long as i can personally maintain my finances um whichever way that i need to we can just relaunch this thing right our expenses are go or really only as needed but for a lot of other companies you have overheads you have to pay leases um some people have loans on some equipment they may have um some people need to stay open they're trying to stay open but their business is just not running as usual people are afraid to go into their stores whatever the case may be it's different everywhere you go it's a weird time it's a scary time but a weird time a time that i think um we'll all remember right like those of you who are my age or younger um you'll be telling your grandparents your grandkids about this whole thing you lived through this pandemic where virtually the world was locked down to a degree. And so you don't want to complain too much, right? Because uh, people always have it worse. And now we're in the metrics of the social distancing, um, a practice that we're doing to try to control this pandemic, at least, at least slow the curve or, or straighten the curve, flatten the curve, or whatever the case may be. So they're asking people to practice social distancing and stay at least six feet away from each other. Um, that's not too bad of an issue for me. Obviously, seeing friends and family, um, not being able to see them whenever you want to, or or as just stopping by a friend's house or, or or a relative's house, whatever the case is, is you know that part sucks. But luckily for myself, I was equipped with the mental tools to be a little more isolated. Um, perhaps that was from being a military brat, constantly moving, growing up, constantly having to. Um, make relationships, uh, abandon those relationships, or sometimes you maintain those relationships. But for the most part, this is back before we had mainstream internet and social media, right? It wasn't, it wasn't so easy. You had to use the phone. And, it, and even that, it was like a, like my first cell phone was a paper minute, right? Um, I remember the internet, you had to pay per megabyte at that point. I wasn't able to use it. So you abandon those relationships. You go through these periods where you're kind of alone. You feel alone socially, right? And then you establish new relationships and you go through that pattern and you kind of just repeat itself over and over. So I think for myself, after uh, all the years of doing that, I'm comfortable 
in somewhat of an isolation. I'm not saying like I want to be in solitary confinement anywhere. Uh, you know, I'm married and it's my wife, my dog, but but I, I can manage with that longer than I think uh, certain people can. And some people are like myself in that. And some people just really don't like to be alone. Social relationships are very, very important to them. It's, it's a really big part of who they are and part of their routine. Right. Like growing up, my father being in the army, he was always going to some school, right? Airborne school or Pathfinder school or whatever the case may be. There's, there's always something going on, right? So uh, the field, right? Then there was, of course, the war in Iraq after 9-11. So him coming in and out kind of established a normalcy to me that you have to be okay, right? Get the whole man of the house speech, looking after siblings, you know. And so, for me, it doesn't seem, you know, it's something I can handle. I don't like feeling like, you know, not comfortable going to stores and shit and just getting a little worried about catching things. That's not cool, you know, that's not fun. But um, I can handle it. What I'm wondering is what happens, what are going to be the new social norms going forward? I've always been somebody that, again, I, I'm a cool with being alone. But I've always been somebody that likes my personal space, right? Like, I'm not someone that enjoys uh, constant contact physically with anything, let alone another human being. Uh, so, to me, space was always important. When I talk to people, if they get too close, I take, I'm like, I, I will take a step back. And they'll take a step forward, I'll take a step back. They take another step forward, I'm like, dude, why are you getting so close to me? <laughs> why, why, why do you have to talk? I can hear you just fine from where you are. Um, because it makes me uncomfortable. It's hard for me to focus when I feel like my personal space is being invaded. It's, it's not so much as a defense mechanism, I don't think, as far as my, my physical, do I feel threatened. I got some tendencies that are like that, like going to a restaurant. I don't like to sit with my back facing the majority of the people, right? Like, I prefer to sit against the wall, but if that's not the case, I would at least like to be in a position where less people are behind me. And that's just, you know, I don't know. That's a whole other issue. But this is something different, not wanting... You know, the personal space thing, it's just, I feel like we should all have our personal space and there's no reason to be close. I'm not like a mega germ a mega germaphobe, but at the same time, I've always thought like it was strange to constantly shake hands with people and you, know, you, you meet a stranger and you shake their hand. You don't know anything about this person. The first thing you are doing when you meet this person is you are physically touching them and not just touching them. You are physically touching the body part that they use, touching everything else in their life the most with right so i always thought it was kind of weird and you adapt to the so to, to the to the normalcy of social norms if that makes sense and you do it you shake hands in business you got to shake hands you, you learn that you have to otherwise the majority of the people are going to look at you like there's something wrong with you and so you just you just kind of do it right i used to be a professional wrestler on independent scene um when i was younger and that was a big part of it shaking hands there was a way you shook hands to signify how long, how seasoned you were as a professional wrestler. Um, and also, appreciation is really big in professional wrestling. You're trusting everybody in that locker room. You may be in a match with them at some point in your career, and you're trusting that person with your life. So you want to make sure that you're showing everybody the proper respect. So you walk into a locker room, you shake everybody's hand, from the cameraman to the, um, the referees, the other wrestlers, everybody that you see, you shake their hand. And I was always kind of a little skeeved out by that shit. I'm not going to lie. I was always a little... I did it because it's what 
if you want to succeed in any industry, sometimes you have to adapt, right? And one thing I can do is adapt. I've adapted with the moving. Told you that part. But never felt comfortable with it. And it wasn't even about, no, I don't want to get sick. It's more about like, I mean, what if this dude was just scratching his ass? Even that, like, this skis me out. Like, it's not even so much. I'm not even that, you know, intelligent in the field of viruses or infectious diseases that that's where I would go with it. For me, it was more, you know, I don't know where you just touched, dude. Like, what if you were just, you know, scratching your nuts? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, uh, that was my issue with the whole handshaking thing. But what happens now? When I moved to New Jersey... I've been like 17 years old at this point. And when you greet pretty much any girl, it was normal around here when I moved here to, to, to give them like a little hug, a little kiss on the cheek maybe, or at least a cheek to cheek, something like something like little that, that I thought was a little intimate to do um, with a bunch of random women. I mean, I, I, at the time, I guess it was like kind of easy to get past. You're like, hey, why not? This woman wants to hug me. And so does everyone else. Let's all hug each other. It's great. But, um, it gets annoying after a while, right? Like, when it's time to say goodbye, making your rounds. So, like, I quickly established, I'll say hello. Saying hello is fine. Saying goodbye, I'm just going to send my pieces and creep out the back door or something. Um, but it's still, even though, always kind of feeling like, that's just strange. And again, adapting. Because it's the area I live in. It's what people do. I don't want people to think. I already have something about me. Gives off to others. I don't like them. And, and maybe that's intentional because I'm not a huge people person. But uh, oftentimes people will feel like I don't like them in particular. When most of the time I don't really have an opinion on them. Just not totally always comfortable in public. Or like around a lot of people. I like to pay attention to what's going on around me. But uh always thought it was strange. So, so what's going to be the new social norms going forward? Maybe nothing. Maybe nobody learns a damn thing. Because history, like things like this have happened. Maybe not on this scale, but things like this have happened. And there's always like that initial, like, oh, yeah, man, like that's it, washing my hands, not doing the handshake thing. And then eventually, you know, because you're just used to it, right? Like every movie you see, people shake hands and hug, and you're just used to it. But at some point, like, can you imagine a world where shaking hands with someone was like something that was a was more, I don't want to say intimate, but like something that was like to show your friend, whether it be boy or girl, to show that person that you're not just another person to me. You are my friend, right? Because like you shake hands with your friends and it's kind of like that already. Some of you have handshakes specifically you do with your friends. But if you see anyone, maybe you don't, you just do the regular dap or whatever the case is and you see somebody and you're doing the same thing to him that you do to someone else, right? But what if the norm becomes the stranger with, hey, what's up? How you doing? Which is probably how it should be. And then when you see a friend, then it's the embrace. Oh, it is you. It is you are my friend. I, am tr I trust you. Therefore, because I trust you, I will touch your flesh with my flesh and risk getting infected by whatever thing you were exposed to because I'm trusting where you've been. Would that reestablish the guidelines of friendship? Would you then feel like, you know, I got to be careful. I got to make like I'm only going to be friends with people who are, I know are super clean or I mean, I guess you don't have to practice that, you know, practice that. But I don't see shaking hands going away ever. Right. Or maybe this is the solution. Everybody carrying around pocket hand sanitizers. And you do that. 
when you shake somebody's hand. But even with that, there's, do you put the hand sanitizer, is it more respectful to put the hand sanitizer on it as a sign of respect? Put the hand sanitizer on first. Clean your hands. Disinfect your hands before you greet this person. Then proceed to shake their hand to, to show them a sign, and you're hoping they reciprocate that and they're doing the same thing. And that is showing them a sign that, like, I respect you and I don't want you getting sick. So I'm killing any bacteria that may have been on my hands before I shake your hand. And then maybe when you do it with a stranger, you do it afterwards, right? Like, I right, fuck you. Who gives a fuck? Let me wash my hands because you probably gave me all kinds of crazy bacteria. So those are obviously extreme examples. But you would think that something's going to change. What about wearing masks? For years, I've seen Asians, and I, I'm, I'm half Asian, so when I say that term, hopefully I don't offend. I'm half Korean myself. But I've seen other uh, 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 Asian people walk around with masks. And I've always wondered, like, why are they doing that? And, I, and I've seen videos overseas of, of people in Asia, and it's like a big thing. A lot of this whole city is, and you understand this pollution and all these different things, and I get it. But... I mean, shit, I, it's only been like really maybe like two weeks now at this point since I've seen people publicly wearing masks. And it's not like everyone's doing it, but you're starting to see it grow, right? The first time you go to a store, you see like a couple people wearing masks. All right, maybe they're high risk or there's paranoid, whatever. Second time you go, there's maybe like a quarter of the people. You're like, okay, these are, I'm noticing these masks. Cause you notice it, right? Somebody walking around with a mask, you notice that shit. If somebody rolled up on you in your car, whether it's a doctor's mask or anything, and you don't recognize a human face, I mean, even if you do, in my case, even if you recognize the human face, you're still going to be like, what the fuck are you? Why are you approaching my personal space? But if, even if not, you're like, what, what is this object? It's just human nature to see something you don't recognize or see something that's off and be like, what the fuck is this? Right? Someone alarmed. But is that going to be a normal, a normal thing now? Are we going to just walk around wearing masks? When we walk around, we, when we go places? Because when I'm understanding of, the, of, of this coronavirus... Um, Obviously, like any other virus, it's going to mutate. And, you, and, and like some people are saying they're not even sure that you can't catch it again once you catch it. Like even like for years after, like you may be able to catch this immediately after. There's reports that in China, some people have been have caught it, cleared it, and then came back and tested positive again for it, which is scary. I heard somebody, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan show or somebody had said something about like they don't, it, it could even, this isn't like their estimation or, or their opinion. They're just saying it's because they don't know anything about it. It's even possible that this is, it's even possible that this is like, it'd be like herpes, where you have flare-ups, it just comes back. You know, some people get bronchitis every single year, no matter what. No matter where they live, it's just every single year they're going to get bronchitis when the seasons change. And what if, if this becomes that? That's some crazy shit. Imagine getting like, like the risk of, so maybe you're younger. If, if that's the case, I'm not trying to scare people, but if that's the case, say you're a younger person. And here's the thing, even if this is not the case, you have to expect, even if this gets resolved, whether it be now or five years from now, this gets controlled or resolved as vaccinations, because it's going to be, what, a year and a half at least before the vaccinations can be released, unless some miracle happens. So say that's not the... Say that's not the way things play out anyway there could be there could very well be a whole other virus at some point down the road like, like there's going to be something else there's always something else and we talk about even things like evolution like it's not just humans and animals who evolve it's also anything right like anything on this earth can 
uh, survival of the fittest adaptation whatever changes we make to our ecosystem to anything we do to this earth there's going to be repercussions for that other things will change as well right so what's the next virus going to look like maybe that is something like this where once you catch it you can be reinfected now obviously that's going to come down to like what you know what ways it's spread and all this but we'll use the coronavirus as an example say once you catch it it's it's like a herpes kind of thing where you could get flare-ups and all that kind of stuff right let's just say hypothetically that that is what this is um does that all i would assume that's also going to mean you can transmit that when you are flaring up right like when you're having those symptoms you're going to be transmissible and what if you don't have to catch it? You could just, it just comes. Like, oh, it's, I don't know, uh, springtime. So, boom, I'm flaring up. I got the COVID. You know what I'm saying? Imagine that shit. And now you got to, what, self-isolate until it goes away every year? There were just a couple, I think, um, people, I'm not sure if they were homeless. They look homeless in their pictures. But a couple of people in, I think, Seattle who were diagnosed with coronavirus, tested positive for coronavirus, and, like, bounced on the quarantine. They refused. They finally caught them, I don't know, I think in a different state, and they arrested them. But that's the other aspect. There's going to be some people out there that they don't have, they're not going to get it. You know, some people are mentally ill, or whatever the case may be, or just reckless, lack of education, whatever, or lack of impulse control, probably the case for most people. Um, combination of both. But what are going to be the new social norms? going forward are we going to see masks going around do priorities change now when 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 a when a company interviews like like say you're interviewing a new young chef are you considering the hygiene aspect like are you at what point does that happen you start considering the hygiene aspect more than more than the quality of chef say you got this guy who makes banging ass food but he's not the cleanliest right you don't wash his hands every single time right and i know nobody wants to think about that shit but you can't tell me that every single chef and every single restaurant you've ever been to is constantly washing their hands every single time they're supposed to, right? There's too much shit going on, especially when the shit gets busy, right? They're moving and grooving too, you know? Something happens, they reach for that towel, they grab that towel, that towel, they've had that all day and all kinds of food, all different kind of people use that towel. People got gloves. That's great. But they don't take their gloves off before they do other things. So they're grabbing the pole with their gloves on, then grabbing your meat. They're grabbing through drawers that haven't been necessarily sanitized they're grabbing your shit grinding up your burgers you know what i'm saying so i'm not i'm not calling these people out that's just it's just ex- you expect that shit you just know it's gonna happen it's like well you can't really have this without this you can't have that many people ordering that much food and having a kitchen that busy and expecting these people to take two to five minutes to wash their hands in between every little thing that they're supposed to do i think people do the best they can when they can But even at a time like this, people are trusting them. They're still doing takeout. I think people are more afraid. Some people are just afraid to go into the grocery stores right now. And I get it. There's a lot of people in there. I've been in one recently. And then some people are, you know, what would they do even at a grocery store? Some people just don't cook. I've taken this last week. I'm not really into cooking. I have a mother-in-law who's a wonderful cook. My mother is an awesome cook. Um, I'm just like, shit, I'm just going to make some shit. And it's been cool. But that's because I'm, I'm like half afraid to eat out, though, because now I'm trusting that. And I heard that it's not necessarily transmissible through food, but there's still the packaging, right? Like you order a pizza, this little pizza box, 
Are you sure your delivery driver who's going around seeing everybody else is doing what they're supposed to be doing in self-quarantine? And again, not calling nobody. I'm not saying that they don't. But you don't know. So you're kind of rolling dice. And maybe you're younger and you don't really consider yourself to be high risk. You're not all that concerned. But in general, this is still going to affect you one way or another because, again, like people change from things like this time to time, like typically. Something's going to change. Even if at the very least all it is is more people are not into shaking hands. You're going to come across more people. Like when I was into pro wrestling, I had one promoter who didn't shake hands, didn't want me to shake hands. I would come in there, go shake his hand, always give me the fist. Always go to give me the fist, the pound. And he would, he would say. I mean, he, he was thought he was crazy at the time. Not for that, but for multiple other things. But, but man, he knew what he was. He was crazy as fuck. But, but in, a, in a good way, in a, in, a, in a cool way. He was crazy as fuck. But that was one thing that maybe he was right about, right? That I always kind of was like, man, I, I respect that. Now, at the time, I was a young wrestler, so I'm trying to do what I got to do to move up the ladder. He was more like, you know, on the promoting side, not really... His life was what it was. He wasn't really trying to grow it into anything crazy. He was just trying to maintain. So he was comfortable. He could say what he wanted. Right? People come and go as they please. Guys like me looking for work come down there and do what we do. We're just looking for the work to get better. No difference to him. He's just collecting the $20 a ticket, $10 a ticket, whatever it is, every weekend. But he had that right. And he met a lot of different people. People come through his doors. Uh, to get some work and to get some experience, get some exposure, get your name out there. That's what you do in the pro indie scene. You got to travel around. Nowadays, you got YouTube, which helps. Back then, YouTube was there, but it wasn't utilized and didn't have as strong of a following, at least not on the wrestling side, right? It's funny because you remember older promoters who have been doing this for years, telling the telling the, the younger kids, like, that shit ain't going to work. The internet's not, you know, like, nah, it's going to expose the business and all these kind of things. And just because they didn't want to adapt. They were unable of, of adapting to the technology that was out there. And they didn't want to let on that. They were just trying to hold on as long as possible. Hold on to the old school ways as long as possible. But eventually the internet thing, you know, went on, did its thing. Right? It's going to. Because it's bigger than you. Bigger than me. It's bigger than everyone, right? It can do things that you can't as a human being. But what are the new social norms... Going forward, do we see people wearing masks more regularly? Do we see, because there's a lot of high-risk motherfuckers out there between the diabetes and um, everything else. And again, they don't know everything about this. They don't know everything about it. That's the biggest, that's the scariest part, right? People fear what they don't know. And it's funny because they're reporting all these positive cases, yet they're, if you don't have symptoms, they're not going to let you take a test. And there's a lot of people out there that are asymptomatic. So we could, like, 50% of the country could already have been exposed to it. And we're only seeing the repercussions of the people that were affected by it. Which is on a scale as big as the population of the United States of America, for instance. It's kind of crazy. Right? But it's definitely a possibility because they're only testing people who are showing symptoms and they've already said that there's a lot of people out there who don't really show too many symptoms. I mean, I get headaches every fucking, you know, 20, 30 minutes just from, you know, being me, you know, and uh, I'm, I'm not the only one. Right? I'm not saying anything's wrong with me. I think that's normal. I think a lot of people get headaches and all that shit, you know. So. What are the new social norms going to look like? I guess, like, and again, I don't expect anything crazy. I expect when this settles down and people 
assuming it does and assuming it, people eventually get back to life if that happens i i have to expect people to just kind of go on and then happen after maybe like a year of everything settling down but number one we don't know that this will settle down and i guess the best way to take it is uh, person by person like what is this done it because like it's different levels of impact some people weren't really impacted all that much aside from everybody's been impacted because something your way of life has changed right you can't just go to jc penny right now if you live in new jersey and go to the mall and go to a clothing store you can't it's not open right and like aside from like health stuff people are going to change like maybe people who were reluctant to do online shopping before now realize you know what when i had no choice it really wasn't that hard and i I think I want to keep doing it this way and not go to the fucking store, right? Um, of course, there was a lot of people out there who just lost their job, just laid off. Now they're worried about money. That's not, you know, you don't want to be thinking about that at a time like this. People realizing that, damn, man, I spent all this time working for this company. They hit, they hit a little bit of trouble and I was the first one they cut. Some fucked up shit, but that's life. That's the world. In the next show, we'll talk about modern business. In the next show, we'll talk about modern business. Marketing in 2020. Pre-COVID. What the possibilities of that changing now. That COVID has come. The pandemic has come, I should say. Companies sacrificing quality of content for... I guess the squeaky wheel aspect, if, if you will, and I'll, I'll elaborate more on that on the next one. But I think at this point, we're going to stop it here. Um, appreciate those of you who, who decided to come through, hang out, listen. Um, not sure what we're going to do with this show just yet, but trying to do something different, trying to do something unique. More importantly, I got to stay in my podcast game because that is what I do with the Wise Tech Nation. I do all kinds of streams and all that when we are running. And number two, um, trying to be productive with all this time and still stay in communication with um with my friends my my my, my people out there who've been watching the white nation and uh, hopefully make some new friends along the way so not sure what we're doing with this one just starting something different giving me an outlet separate from sports from wise take everything and giving me an opportunity to to meet some new friends meet some new people and and you know i don't know exchange ideas exchange thoughts i want to hear from y'all so please like, comment, any thoughts. I'd like to know specifically from as many people as possible what you think the, the social norms are going to look like going forward. That's what I'd really like to hear from the most. But I'm curious. Let me know. With that said, I'm getting out of here. Appreciate y'all. And as always, good luck.